Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here. Just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly. That's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everyone. It's your friendly neighborhood producer, Jed, here. Before the boys kick off the show... And it's a bloody belter. I should know. I edited it just now. They've locked me in a room without windows until I make sure I remind you guys that we have a live show coming up. It's a full UK tour. And I must stress this, a full UK tour of three very specific cities in the UK. First up on Friday, September 7th, we're at the Wardrobe Theatre in Bristol. On Saturday, September 8th, we're at the Lowry Theatre in Manchester. And finally, on Sunday, September the 9th, 2018, this very year, we're at King's Place in London. And that's our hometown gig, so if I were you, I would go to that one, especially as I wouldn't have to buy a ticket to Manchester or Bristol. Uh, you can buy tickets right now at monkeytennispod.com. That's monkeytennispod.com. And I know what you're thinking. You're shouting out there in podcast land, Producer Jed, if I do buy a ticket, will it guarantee me a meet and greet with you after the show? And the answer to that is absolutely bloody not. I will, however, be available for five to six hours pre-show in the local Chipotle's adjacent to each venue for autographs and uncomfortable hugs. Uh, I know what you're thinking as well. Bristol has a Chipotle. Yes, yes it does. And now, on with the show. Monkey tennis? Well, uh, this is great banter. Ha 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 ha. Monkey tennis? Radical, awesome, mega. Are you on an E? Monkey tennis? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm spinning plates here, mate. I'll be honest. Monkey tennis? There have been times when I've been more 
robbery than turgid. Monkey tennis? Tits bits. Tit, tit bits. Uh, yes, 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 yes and yes. It's just an idiom. You're an idiot. Ooh, that's mustard. Monkey tennis? Sustaining and maintaining our core listenership in an increasingly fragmented marketplace. Hello friends and welcome again to Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. I'm Adam Brooks and I'm joined by Tom Dark. You should see him eat. He looks like he's having a stroke. Nick Older. Abu Hamza, the boss-eyed Muslim cleric with a hook for a hand. And Tom Stab. Touch wood, it's just a smudge on the x-ray. <laughs> so, welcome to episode five of Mid-Morning Matters series one. That's what we're dissecting and celebrating today. Uh, we've got some hard facts coming up from Tom Dark. Uh, yes, yeah, so this episode is Shadow and Tax. It aired on Monday the 6th of August 2012 to viewing figures peak of 127,000. It's dropping, isn't it? It's really dropping. Much like my Bitcoin (laughs) investment, it is falling dramatically. Yeah, we need to do a crypto podcast, don't we? And uh, Alan's opening quote this week is, Today's big question, should girl guides and scouts be (laughs) court-martialed? Quick question to the group, should they? Yes Yes. or no? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just just give them a free pass. Oh, right. More on the lenient side. Mm. Jed, yes or no? Depends who's doing the punishment. Oh, for fuck's sake. Get out, Jed. Such a frightening and ambiguous answer. Yeah, Yeah, very good point. So the lights go up on a new studio with three mics. Mm. I thought, uh uh-oh, something's up. Uh, Looks like a newspaper roundup was my first guess and turned out to be more or less uh, correct. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Not long before Alan's claiming the BBC won't let you pass the door once you're over 30. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, unless you've got a mop and bucket and not British. (laughs) Yes, yes, that was his words. It's still that thing, isn't it? Alan's still placing the blame on the BBC for the demise of his career it's like he he's exempt from any responsibility to, to be fair though he is having that um conversation with one of the contributors and i think it's also important uh, well say important it's completely <laughs> none not of important. this is important <laughs> he does literally fall off his chair as they come into the room yeah yeah he <laughs> literally falls I, I, back I, off his chair I thought the bit with falling off the chair that's actually quite a rare bit of slapstick in this mm, series yeah. whereas if, if you go back to i'm alan partridge series two where there's slapstick moments and kind of these over-the-top grotesque moments kind of in every episode yeah a lot of this is much more, it's about the, the script and the nuances of the script that where, where the humour lies. So for him actually falling off a chair, it's, that's quite a rare sight gag. It feels more shocking in, in this because, yeah, in the context of yeah. everything else, it's much more of a violent thing when yeah. he falls off a chair or the blood in a nun's face, as we, uh, as <laughs> yeah. we yeah. might yeah, yeah. see in future episodes. Yeah, um, the, um, the, so the contributor that he's with is called um, Terry, and whilst they're having this kind of um, BBC bashing, mm. uh, she does sort of say that the only uh, sort of last hope is Songs of Praise, although that's also now presented by Young Gaiman, to which <laughs> Alan can't resist himself. She have... doesn't say Gaiman, by the no. way. She says gay men. Yeah. It's Alan that always says gay men. <laughs> yeah. gay, gay, oh, God, I've been... Like the, like you're the, Alan. I've been corrupted by Alan. Like the, like the Gaiman, so the the thing about when she says that though in my notes and i don't know if this is what you were going to is she a bit of a bigot like that's that's what or is she just joking just to kind of be on side with him i think she's having i I think the latter yeah it's it's innocuous um although not necessarily the sort of thing she should be saying no yeah she's saying it anyway she's probably regretting it as she's doing it but she's doing it just to make sure alan stays on side yeah. yeah, well, because then Alan ups the ante by saying there was once a time where gay people would have been chased out of a church and burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Love, keep it light, Alan. Um, yeah, so he's he's guesting on North Norfolk today. That's the reason for him being mm-hmm. uh, in this in this new studio setup. 
Uh, so he's talking to the host about how he uh, usually listens to their show uh, when it's piped in uh, to the coffee shop <laughs> as he's having his uh, his egg panini with which he orders an extra egg, which furthers the theory that basically everything Alan does or eats or fucks is basically decided <laughs> to increase queasiness. Uh, everything is just is just upping the queeze uh, in, in every sense. Oh, you've certainly oh, up the queeze now. Yeah, I yeah. feel a bit sick now. And it's absolutely nitpicking, but he does get it from Cafe Nero and I don't believe that Cafe Nero have the facilities to boil an egg. Mm. It's very much just like it's on the shelves if that's what you want great but we're not making anything bespoke but like I say I'm nitpicking it is one of the things we do best on this yeah. podcast to be maybe fair. maybe he brings an egg from home and then orders the egg panini and has an egg from home with it or does he order a cup of boiling water which they could provide yes. and pop yes. a egg, yes. an egg in y- yes I like it I'm liking this <laughs> so Nick he, he, I'm liking this so a lot. he could bring his own eggs along yeah that yeah, works that's, that how, works. that's yeah. how he does it yeah. we've, we've cracked it um, a quick, well, I mean I hope he hasn't cracked it a quick note about his co so she's played by a Vicky Pepperdile. Dive? Dine? Dine? I can't be my own writing. Um, <laughs> to the fat cave? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's done a lot of TV and film, including a lot of stuff with uh, Julia Davis. Is, uh, Julia Davis. Mm. Julia Davis Camping, which I think might have been a baby cow production. Did anyone watch well? that? No, no, I heard it was super dark. I really didn't like it. Okay. Can Nick, con- Nick's can- big review. Can Nick. confirm Vicky Pepperdine. That's the one. Moving on. Uh, she's also in Up the Women and was in Saxondale uh, as the mysteriously titled Squirrel Woman. I'll <laughs> hmm. uh, we'll have to investigate that in our own time. She was also in I'm Alan Partridge as Patricia Lessing, the uh, lady in a wheelchair at the Norfolk Bravery Awards. So mm-hmm. we, she's got oh, Alan previous. From Brave Alan. familiar, but I hadn't realised that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he almost immediately flubs his lines saying, uh, <laughs> I've got some big t- Tits for you. T- no, t- uh, tits for t- you. Tits bits. Tits bits. <laughs> tits to all that. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, he feels that he, he attempts to kind of play it down by saying I don't know what all the fuss is about they are just pointed sacks of fat on the upper, upper torso of a woman which is kind of factually correct but it doesn't really mm. undo the damage done uh, again it's queeze isn't it yeah. it's the egg panini of chat yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and he then goes on to say well you know we've all got our, our favourite gland so uh, question to the group what's your favourite <laughs> what's your favourite gland personal is it, yeah, is it our gland is it oh god no. we, an abstract gland I'm going to take thyroid I need a list of glands. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go with mammaries just to get that done. That's fine. Classic Tom. Uh, That's just me. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll echo Tom's. <laughs> no, no. Uh, much like your poll, you have to choose your uh, something else. Doesn't make any sense. I though. See Stab, oh, really? Stab has gone down an absolute Google list gland wormhole. <laughs> Why are you looking up sweetbreads? Aren't they a gland of a sheep? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's in a there sheep's neck. Yeah. Oh. Are we covering covering animals as well? <laughs> Apparently. So we any, are now. We yeah. are now. My favourite is a sweetbread. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for the pointed sacks of fat on the lady. <laughs> Lovely. So it's mammary on this side of the yeah, table. So a pe- pair of tits on this side of the table. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying uh, that for years. Yeah, there we go. I'll line them up. You knock them down. Uh, so Alan's meant to be doing the paper review, but it turns out that, yes, he's read yesterday's papers. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it, that that reveal. I, and I panic. Think who's, whose fault is that? Is it, is well, it his? his fault. Yeah, but you I mean, can't work out what day's paper you're reading. He's got someone to collect his toothpaste spit and make his coffee. Why hasn't someone bought the right papers? Or does he have to buy them on his way in and he's gone to a garage and picked up the wrong dates I just think it's one of those things where basically if the task happens to be down to him it's going to go wrong Mm -hmm. and it's just one of those things that it's down to him to make it work and Alan said that he came in at 4am in order to be on the balls (laughs) 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 which I like Um, don't they have an issue with uh, traffic and travel well yeah he he panics and just makes it up doesn't he yeah Yeah, they say we don't have traffic and travel the roads are fairly normal (laughs) (laughs) it's quite difficult to watch that bit isn't it obviously when 
Ben Allen sort of goes down that wormhole and he's sort of scrabbling and failing to to make uh, coherent sentences like I am here. Uh, it's quite difficult to watch. I don't like it. It's not my favourite Allen. But that's quite a key Alan trait, mm. though. So if you find that difficult to watch, I'm surprised that you even like Alan as a character, well, to be honest. I don't, I don't agree with that. I just think he does... He, there are times when he goes down these sort of rabbit holes and they are quite difficult to watch, but it's not my favourite part. Yeah, it's not my favourite kind of Alan writing or favourite Alan feature. I think the key difference here as well is that he hasn't normally, when that happens, he's got psychic Simon there who's actually trying to help him, whereas yep. here he's with a co-host who is literally just... She's, she's <laughs> probably she's baffled not, by yeah, what's going she, on. She's not getting involved. They he's, don't know what to do with him, do they, basically? Yeah. No. Uh, especially when he... Uh, I think this bit's off air, but he goes on to say that Abu Hamza would make well, a great pantomime baddie. Yeah, this is this is where Tory councillor Bronwyn Matthews joins the conversation they start talking about Abu, Abu Hamza, the Bosai Muslim cleric, and they start joking about what um, mm. additional implements uh, he could add to his hands. Yeah. So they talk about whisk, hairdryer, ice scraper. Important to note that this bit is off air, and uh, yes. and crucially, two out of the three hosts, the three people in the studio, know the difference between yes. what you should say off air <laughs> and what you should repeat uh, on air. My question to the group, what would your implement be? Mine would be a rotisserie chicken griller, so he could literally stand, <laughs> o- stand over a barbecue and be the talk of the town with his rotisserie chicken. Chicken hands. Mm. Oh, that's pretty good. Maybe you could have like, uh, maybe you could have like a Nutribullet type attachment. Oh, so you I was uh, thinking just that. Make smoothies on the go. Yeah, that's yep. good. That's good. That's good. What do I use the most at home? Uh, can I have just some n- kind of whisking device. Can, can I have an espresso machine on there? <laughs> uh, I, I can't see why not. Or a, a Dyson attachment. Some kind of Dyson oh, attachment. That'd be good. That yeah. would be good. Um, I would cut the hand off Beetle and Peace and Love enthusiast Ringo Starr and attach them at the wrists so that uh, hopefully he would mellow him out a bit. <laughs> No, not even that. That's <laughs> you're, you're putting another man's hand on your hand. That's basically. barbaric. Yeah, that, you, that, you've not understood hand. the game. Uh-huh. Is it a ham hand or an armpit that dispenses sun cream? <laughs> Let's hang not on. get bogged so down what, into that. So what, what you're saying is my contribution to a debate about Abu Hamza is too barbaric. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, correct. You've misunderstood the rules. Now, yeah. got, no, 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 no. Now, guys, <laughs> we need to move on because there's something very important to discuss about the count, uh, about the character Councillor Bronwyn Matthews. Mm-hmm. She is Mrs. Brittus. Yes. Ah. Did you genuinely not realise that? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't watched loads of the British Empire. She like, was familiar, um, but yeah. I didn't put. Two there are two also yet, some but. incredible uh, anomalies and facts on her IMDb list. Oh, what, oh I mean, yes. let, let's go, let's go down the British Empire and Pippa <laughs> Hayward rabbit hole. I think. Well, well before we even get to British Empire, she's played four separate characters on the bill. Um, <laughs> yes, um, and uh, she's got a huge list of TV credits. But my favourite is that uh, in, a, in a program called Ye Olde Dragons Den, <laughs> she, good. she played Deborah Meaden. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that must have been like a comic, comic release for children. Yeah, I expect thing, I'd imagine. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's um, councillor Bronwyn Matthews. Is uh, it's Pippa Haywood. So she is well for me, famously Mrs. Britis from the British Empire. Um, so the British Empire ran for seven series, wow. fifty-three episodes, including two Christmas specials. So it ran from ninety-one to ninety-seven on BBC One. Yeah, and in two thousand and two, the show came forty-seventh on the BBC's Britain's Best Sitcom Poll. So, did I hear a vicious rumor that it's coming back? I feel like I read that yeah. maybe like a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jed's probably mm. going to. Jed's our resident uh, Red Dwarf <laughs> slash Chris Barry expert. So, uh, Jed, is the British Empire coming back? Yes. Thanks, Jed. Thanks, Jed. <laughs> if Another only one could, of those at the same time next week. If you could say more, I'm sure listeners would be interested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, questions to the group Who is your favourite character on the British Empire? Chris Barry's character, yeah, Mr. 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 Yeah. Mr. Brittus. 
I think I'd go for Colin or Carol, personally. Did Colin have the injured hand? Uh, yeah, Colin was permanently injured and had, like, weeping sores on his face. <laughs> Is Carol the one and that has a baby in a Carol pram under reception? Carol uh, three babies in a, draw- in a desk drawer reception. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Jed, who was your favourite character? Oh, it's Carol every time. Carol every time, mm. there you go. More than one word, though. Annoying. Did, and did Colin always say, yes, Mr. Brutus? Uh, I think that was Carol, wasn't it? Or was it was it a few of them? All yeah. of them. It's uh, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Jed's mouthing all of them. I mean, my British Empire yes, knowledge is is not up to the standard of my Alan knowledge, but is there not a sort of Michael equivalent? The, the one it's you not Colin. Colin is it? Okay, yeah. so Colin's the Michael of the British but, but Empire. With, but with oh, weeping yeah. facial sores. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. Yeah. pictures of him now. Lovely. <laughs> His poor hand. Um, Alan's, starting to, uh, Alan's starting to suffer the consequences. Hang on, Abu Hamza's hand or Colin's hand? <laughs> Colin's. Okay. Alan's. Knowing Adam, we'll probably want to put Colin's hand on poor Abu's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Monster. <laughs> um, Despicable. Alan is starting to suffer the consequences of having been up uh, four, isn't he, now? <laughs> yeah, uh, you making see him, some sloppy mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've just got down here, he's, he just goes, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Sorry, I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to say. <laughs> I love it. Like, he hates being part of a radio show where he's got nothing to contribute. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't know the difference between what is meant to be private information and what's meant to be public, he then also <laughs> tells everyone about the uh, the Tory MP and his co-host's suggestions for uh, Abu Hamza yep. hand extensions. Yeah. Uh, she looks pretty embarrassed and understandably so. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be that's gonna be the takeaway news yep. point from this. He, uh, he then says the time is 9-11, although don't tell Abu Hamza. <laughs> That. He'll be cracking open the champagne. Oh wait, they don't drink, do they? Sorry, I've been up since four. <laughs> Everything he says like that's the excuse. Um, I also did wonder is like when he interrupts, going, uh, uh, "I've got nothing to say." Is that partly? Does he hate it because there are just two women talking in the studio? Oh yeah, definitely. I think there's mm. definitely an element of that, isn't he there? He feels like, well, I, I must, I must be contributing, but he actually can't. <laughs> and it's and not, won't. yeah, and it's not his show. He's trying yeah. to take charge. Yeah, yeah, this is what happens when it's not his. Oh, program. he totally he tries to railroad it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. terrible yeah. guest. Yeah. Um, oh, he's kind of the co-host of this, isn't he? More True. than more than a guest, but, but it's not yeah. his show. He wants to such. dominate. He's not yeah. the host. Yeah. Um, Unlike so, uh, me on this podcast, he does have a crack though at asking the councillor a serious question asking um if she yeah. is going to be cussing spending to which she just likes to clarify <laughs> you're talking about the raw figures or the figures adjusted right. for inflation the, the, the first one to which he just says yeah. yes <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> jeremy corbyn's it he's basically like he's seen jeremy paxman on Newsnight and thought yeah. right yeah. i've got my opportunity yeah. Yeah. i've got my paxman moment coming up <laughs> and he balls it up to the extent where he says where the figures have been adjusted for inflection <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there any more in this uh, this triple header guest host spot? Uh, well, I, I, I think, mean, yeah, I've, yeah, I've got yeah. quite a lot to be honest. Okay. Yeah, same. Um, imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, beloved monkey tennis listener. This is Adam from that very podcast, reminding you that I also have another new podcast. It's called Reads Like a Four and sees me speaking to a different critic every Friday about reviews, pop culture and professional criticism. Guests so far have included Pitchfork's executive editor talking about upsetting Ryan Adams and reviewing the Pope, legendary pop writer Peter Robinson on Ed Sheeran, shit pop comebacks and who's to blame for a bad review, and filmmaker Charlie Line discussing snobbery versus teen movies and why he made a 600 minute film about paint drying. If you've ever read, written, enjoyed or hated a review, Reads Like a Four is for you. Find it wherever you get monkey tennis from or on Twitter and Instagram by searching Reads Like a Four. I hope you enjoy. Okay, I mean, I've written out all of these lines, but it'd probably be too much and potentially infringe on copyright if I just read it verbatim. (laughs) But he goes on to make a a catalogue of errors, um, getting uh, the councillor's name wrong, calling a Tory Bronwyn Matthews instead of Tory councillor Bronwyn (laughs) Matthews. Um, He gets uh, Terry Cohen's name wrong, Eddie Shadow instead of Eddie Shepherd. (laughs) He goes into the next booth and says good evening instead of good morning. And it's just an absolute absolute disaster. Disaster, yeah. Even for Brilliant. Alan, this is yeah, bad. It's yeah. really There's bad. a cutaway at one point of him just popping Barocca as well as yeah, 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 yeah. trying to get himself through it. But yeah, it's pretty. Basically, he gets everything wrong that he possibly could and just goes straight out of the studio straight into his to start his show it's yeah, brilliant yep 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 and kind of like and when he's starting his own show he's still basically a gibbering wreck at this yeah, point yeah, as yeah. well and the feature that he's going to talk about is nonsense so what are the and things that, that you don't is? see what are the things that you don't see much of anymore and have we got the list I think we should go through this yep I can go through the list yep. uh, the things that Alan doesn't see much of anymore capes tinned meat horlicks sparrows hula hoops the crisp not the toy hula hoops the toy not the crisps <laughs> swimming pools with deep ends and asbestos. Uh, so I wow. took a look into which of these you genuinely don't see much of anymore oh, nice. by putting them all into Google Trends. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Okay. So uh, basically, all, what I'm what I'm asking uh, questions to the group is. Uh, which of these do you think is still uh, the most popular of all those terms? Which is the most searched for? And which, right. genuinely, you don't hear much of anymore? Okay, okay. right. I like it. I like it. So, so I think the most popular, I would say, is hula hoops. Why are people Googling hula hoops? Oh, what? Uh, okay, well, that was my guess. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon quite a lot of ornithologists might be Googling about sparrows. People who are into their fashion okay. might be Googling about capes. Are you saying... Well, which one are you saying? I'm An gonna... answer, Louis. <laughs> okay, I am going to go for... What's number one, people? Uh, swimming pools. <laughs> that doesn't have to be swimming pools with deep ends. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Specifically, okay, swimming fine. pools I'm with I'm going to go with sparrows ends. then. Sparrows. I mean, am I allowed to have the same answer as you? Because I think hula hoops, because uh, you've got double bubble on that as well. Yes, fine. I think you probably yeah. can. Uh, uh, no, do you not have to specify the toy, not the crisp, or the crisp, not the toy? Well, it's one no, term. that's fine. It's just one term. Okay, fair uh, enough. Jed, do you want to take a guess? Capes, tinned meat, horlicks, sparrows, hula hoops, swimming pools with deep ends, and asbestos. Which of those is still still being searched for the most today? Asbestos, due to fear. 
Of asbestos. Asbestos. <laughs> right, Jed's fear. working oh. the fear angle. I yeah. like it. I can tell you that some of you have picked ones that are in the upper end of the scoreboard, but no one's got the right oh. answer. Oh. Uh, so I won't go all the way from the bottom. But third most popular term is hula hoops. Second is sparrows. Mm. But number one, perhaps surprisingly, is capes. I did say capes for the fashion, but, but you didn't choose it as your answer. I did choose sparrows, so. which came second and beat both of you. So up yours. No. <laughs> Bash your ass. Capes are last? back, people. Capes are back. No, I don't, not I, not I just capes. Went down to third. Okay. My own personal favourite part of this section when Alan has started mid-morning matters that day is after he's done the list of things you don't see much of anymore he's asking people to get in touch by text, twitter, spam, fax, page, write <laughs> and or email it's got that, it makes no sense spam exactly that's literally what he says it's brilliant and fax yep. always a fax speaking of fax we're moving on to tax <laughs> like it so uh, he's now got a, a guest in the studio an internet millionaire slash billionaire mm-hmm uh, yeah, and that's uh, Daniel Langford is the character's name. Uh, and he arrives whilst Alan's looking at a map, planning a trip to Beckles. Has uh, anybody here been to Beckles? No, no we've no. had a few. We've had a couple of callers from Beckles. Well, I mean, we haven't. Alan oh, no, no, you, no, <laughs> I, yeah. wasn't the uh, the caller from Beckles the one that was like, I don't know, don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross? Yes. Yeah. Um, have you looked up any, any Beckles facts? No, I've got nothing. But, uh, <laughs> just I was hoping somebody might have. <laughs> no. um, so Daniel Langford, uh, the internet entrepreneur, uh, is played by Darren Boyd. Uh, does any, did anybody recognise him? Yeah, yes. he's been in, he's been, he's he's been in everything. Yeah, but he? there is something very Alan related. He's in Alpha Papa. Yes, yes he is. He's yes, a police, police officer. He's Martin Finch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when Daniel Langford comes in and Alan meets him, you've got uh, another classic Alan trope with Alan being obsessed with handshakes. Yep, and he lists the four qualities that he notices in Daniel's uh, handshake. Can you guys remember what they are, the four qualities? Uh, softness. Yeah. Uh, warm. Soft, yes. Warm, yes. Dry. Yes. One more. Oh, firmness. Firmness, yeah. exactly. Those are the big four for Alan when it comes to handshake. Uh, although Alan's yeah. only mastered three of them. Dry, dryness <laughs> is still very much yes, evaded. Because evaded. he's obsessed with palm piss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, in fact, to go back to the book, um, there's a quote from I Partridge about Alan's handshake obsession. It's rare that I noticed another man's palm piss because my own inner hands tend to work up a torrent of clamminess straight after toweling. Now, I think torrent of clamminess is an oxymoron. Clamminess suggests just a little bit. Torrent suggests it's flooding yes. out. I think that's the joke. Yeah, probably. Also, it's interesting that Alan is immediately deferent to this guy. He doesn't know anything about his personality, but he knows he's rich and that's enough. Yeah, so yeah exactly. Alan makes a big show of letting uh, letting him take his seat initially, uh, saying, you know, oh, he can't stand people that say, don't sit in my seat. Meanwhile, Psychic Simon's in the background absolutely fuming because he knows that that's bullshit. <laughs> uh, There's one other thing I meant to mention about the palm piss as well. I was wondering, is this almost like a post-traumatic stress disorder, his obsession with clammy or dry hands? Because he he's always linked that with the killing of Forbes. He, oh, he blames the oh. shooting of the pistols on having palm piss, basically. So mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. where the obsession comes from? I like it. I like deep. it. We do not know. Anyway, back to uh, Daniel Langford. Yeah. He's keen to stress that um, Daniel Langford is far richer than uh, his listeners, which he describes as Billy No Cash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that thing, isn't it? He's, he's trying to play it cool, like pretending like he doesn't care he's taking his seat, like Adam just said. Yep, he absolutely because cares he about wa- that. He wants to impress him. Yeah, and it's purely because he's got money. Yeah. And he kind of always tries to position himself as like, you know, people like us would do this or like that he's in the same club or the same league as this person when yeah. the reality and is, is that... It's that thing, isn't it? Alan thinks he's above people, even though he 
actually isn't necessarily in that position. But and yeah. then also the snobbery for him becomes about status, his money. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's why he's like in awe of this guy and being like, yeah, you can sit there even though after seconds it's physically awkward and they've got to sort of position. There's a through line of rich and or tough men that Alan yeah. immediately falls in line underneath. So the guy who owns the uh, the manor in Scissor Isle, um, yeah. Yeah. Sean Pertwee's cop in Alpha Papa, mm. and yeah. now Daniel Langford, the uh, internet millionaire. Um, does anyone have a list of Alan's full list of internet terms? Uh, uh, as he, uh, I do, but I think it'd be... Uh, no. Uh, so Alan's full list of internet terms that he uses while introducing Daniel. It's bits, it's bytes, it's RAM, it's bugs, it's worms, it's cookies, it's reboot, <laughs> it's download, it's clear cache, it's do not filter results, and it's clear history. <laughs> Interesting that those last two are arguably most commonly referred to in terms of watching porn. Yep. Uh, <laughs> which we know from Al- Alpha Papa that Alan uh, occasionally yes, doth, yeah. doth partake of. <laughs> All right, well, well, Meister. Well, it's one step away from incognito tab isn't it <laughs> well it, that implies that Alan doesn't know the incognito tab exists always incognito, yeah, yeah, always incognito. <laughs> because you might be buying your wife some exactly yes. exactly Abby that's exactly why, that's why they made it um, yes. current wife there's more uh, there's more internal uh, struggle as Alan sees Daniel continually pick up the microphone stand to oh, speak be- very poor microphone he, wants, yeah, he really wants to correct him but he knows that he's also rich so, yeah, so he can't <laughs> yeah. he's Nick, above reproach Nick as king of bad mic technique did you spot anything <laughs> wrong with uh, Daniel's? <laughs> no. <laughs> Little in joke there. Nick uh, genuinely has the worst mic technique out of all of us. Also, a slight insight into Alan that he prefers the film of iRobot to the book because he hasn't read the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty, for Alan, that's a pretty solid validation, isn't it? Um, I did like that he basically wishes he was an out of the box stinker. But then the way he tries to demonstrate being an out of box stinker is he has internet written on his business card and he plays Elson John's Daniel to a guest called Daniel. <laughs> um, Would he... either of those things count as out of the box stinking? No. no. <laughs> and Daniel's face is a bit, he's a bit embarrassed by this, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. He doesn't really understand why he's he done it. He hates it. Yeah, he hates it. Uh, is anyone keen or uh, have a list of what else is also printed on Alan's business card? Ooh. There's something on the reverse, isn't it? I can't remember uh, what it that's is. A, that's, a, that's a later game. Uh, okay, but right. In the initial list, it's um, business consultant, internet, just internet, just internet yeah. <laughs> uh, after dinner speaker, before dinner speaker, <laughs> attitude challenger, and convention breaker. Brilliant. Uh, wow. Um, a question to the group. What's the worst, most ridiculous job title you've ever seen? It's not the most ridiculous, but the equivalent of like an international marketing manager in France, the translation is like head of international exploitation, which I quite like. Yeah, I've always thought that's quite a... It's just a lost in translation thing, yeah, isn't it? it just feels like quite a kind of negative term, doesn't it? <laughs> Using the word exploitation. I always think things like thought leader. Yeah. What? An, um, yeah. You have not worked with someone who's called themselves a thought leader. Well, it's just, it's just a term, isn't oh, it? Right, yeah. okay. You see, it, it's, it's the sort of thing that belongs to the worst kind of LinkedIn. It's all a bit idiot. Nathan Barley-like. I'm an mm. inspiration wrangler. I, yeah. <laughs> I saw someone who had in their biog both disruptor and troublemaker, which I thought oh, was yeah. what? mega lame. Um, somebody at my company, uh, for a laugh... That's head, Warner Music the, UK. The head of of facilities there got their business cards made up for them without telling them, and their job title was Regional Radio Promotions Gangster. (laughs) Very nice. Um, They suggest at this point uh, out-of-the-box thinker, which, uh, as an addition to uh, to Alan's uh, list of jobs on his business card, and Simon says, I should add that to the business card. So now, if you look closely, background watch, in the following scene, Psychic Simon is in the background individually adding it to every business card. Amazing. Oh, I, I had did not watched. I did yeah, notice did that. Not notice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think he was sort of like, oh, I should add that to your business cards. And then the bit <laughs> you don't see it. is Alan going, yes, do it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you could do that, yeah, do that, do that now. 
Uh, Alan, um, at one point, the convention breaking does come back to haunt him, though, as there's some kind of suggestion that he might upset the flow of a conference or fiddle with AV equipment, which Alan is keen to stress. He would never upset a convention. <laughs> uh, he tries to get in on uh, Daniel's conventions oh, quite God, a few times, doesn't he? Oh, God, this is painful, isn't it? Awful. awful. Uh, it's never going to happen, it, is it? He keeps asking as well. I love yeah. Daniel just laughs. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. well, and f- uh, first suggests Nicky Campbell, so he doesn't realise Alan's... Yeah. Yeah. The idea of Alan suggesting yeah. himself is so ludicrous, he didn't even entertain <laughs> yeah. it for a second. <laughs> I think, uh, in my notes here I've got one of my favourite quotes but I'm, I'm trying to place where in the scene this happens mm. where he's talking about Simon he says you should see him eat he looks like he's had a stroke but I'm not quite, I can't remember in my notes I don't poor, know what that is in reference to Simon team, also brilliant. gets called a dirty git twice <laughs> dirty get <laughs> dirty get <laughs> um, I've, dirty get I've done, I've done a, a considerable bit of tax research here that I'd like to oh, dive nice. into uh, so Alan claims that he's in the top tax bracket of all time of all time <laughs> so good my notes um, are what does that even mean yeah. Yeah. but then it's claimed uh, pretty soon afterwards that in, Inland Revenue are back on the scene obviously they only got him a few years ago yep. back in uh, I'm Alan Partridge so uh, if he claimed his income's in the top bracket uh, and, and actually only 5% of it is as he's forced to reveal mm. later uh, you can Work, you can reverse engineer how much Alan earns. So I Ooh, have. Oh, nice. Uh, so, sorry, I, I, can, s- I thought about that, but then I also thought I could be bothered to work it out. So I, I can think, see the working. So I think in approximately in around 2010, the highest rate uh, was reserved for people who pay over £37,400. So if 5% of his salary is over it, £37,400 is 95% of his salary. Hang on, the top tax bracket is over 37 Isn't uh, the top tax bracket over like 150 No. No, no. That, no. that wasn't introduced Absolutely at the point that this went out. Right, okay. that came in later. I did okay. look it up. Uh, Alan is on thirty nine thousand four hundred and seventy three pounds and sixty eight pence a year per annum. Per annum, nice. Good luck with that five bedroom bastard house. <laughs> so, what happened to his six figure income then? Uh, well, I think he was including the decimal point as we predicted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, yeah, we worked that out years ago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was actually, it turns out it was just a joke of Simon's that uh, the Inland Revenue called. And as you can imagine, Alan took that in good humour. <laughs> yeah, it, it was all fine. Yeah. It just blew over. So yeah. is that everything with the episode? We have yeah, I, yeah. discuss. <laughs> I believe Alan's exact quote was, I think you're a fucking dick, mate. <laughs> yeah, and the look on his face, all of a sudden it's deadly serious. It's and good acting. It, it really is. is. Never. Because, because Never. There, there is Never. that switch. Never. Yeah. There is that switch where he his face is deadly serious. And if you look at Tim Key's reaction as mm. well, that's also amazing. That's some really great acting. We've seen that nothing strikes fear into the heart of Alan more than uh, tax uh, inspection. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It is at this point, though, that we find out what is written on the back of the business card, which is rule breaker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you uh, did you count the number of evers? Yes, uh, and the number of nevers as yes. well. Yes, what have you got? Uh, I've got, I made it, I think, 10 evers and yep. 12 nevers. Oh, I've got 11 nevers. Oh. The nevers <laughs> do come very quickly. Yeah, it's quite do. hard to yeah. get down. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously you have Alan saying, Simon, don't you ever, 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 well, ever, ever, Ever do something like that again, and I'll make sure you never, never <laughs> work in Norfolk radio again. And then, brilliantly, Simon corrects it that it's North Norfolk. <laughs> uh, the you are nothing is vicious. Like you're that, you're, to, you're me. that to me. I'm like this to it, you. He? Massive. He means it. And also that I'll make sure you never work in Norfolk radio again. I thought that's a nice little flip back to Tony Hare saying I'll never make sure you work mm, on the And also circle. the uh, you're that to me. You're it's nothing. It's his dad in is my part, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ah, clever. Yep. It's almost like they've planned that out. To, and uh, so they know what they're doing. At the po- at the, sorry, at the point that he goes through this outburst, they cut to the next studio over where four other people are watching. So it becomes obvious <laughs> that either he's been so loud that everyone's run over to, to, to watch this kick off or that the uh, pretending to call the Inland Revenue was a prank the entire office were in on. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. That's, that's what yeah. it seemed yeah. like to me. Yeah. And I feel like the fact people start drifting off is they kind of go, oh, this is bad. This is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't watch. Uh, do you notice that, um, obviously, when Simon apologises and says, you know, are we all right? And they shake hands. Did you notice that Psych 
Beckett, Simon wipes, wipes his, his hand, hand afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> piss, and Alan, yeah. Alan fully side eyes him wiping it on his shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously the thing is like, Alan having to reveal his earnings in his tax brackets, like we said, that is one of the worst things mm. because that's having to that's his weakness, pull back isn't the it? curtain yeah. on his money and therefore his status and everything. Um, what I quite liked as well, uh, with him saying, uh, I'm massive, you are nothing. And then he goes, and I... I'm Alan Partridge. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I was saying about the some of the script having some references either back to something like a Tony Hare's point or as we've talked about in weeks in the past where there have been incidents like lovely stuff or what have you, uh, I did find a quote with the uh, Gibbons brothers talking to the Radio Times. Mm. So they, because to me it feels like I can't, I can't see those things would happen by accident because they always seem to be quite kind of major parts of previous Partridge. But um, they, they said, uh, we got the character and we'd seen it all, but we didn't have quotes cluttering up space in our heads. We weren't duplicating the rhythm and language people had heard already because we didn't know it well enough to do that. Steve doesn't remember a lot of what happened in the old shows. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't go back and rewatch. People will come up to him in the street and quote bits of Partridge and he doesn't know what they're talking about. So wow. if that is genuinely kind of they don't they don't deliberately go back and say oh well let's throw a few words in that will mm. kind of reference something mm. maybe it is more kind of like it's just it is at the back of the back of their minds and they're subconsciously making those connections in the mm. script i don't know yeah or po- i mean possibly this might be a stretch but that they just they innately know alan's character more so than well. they yeah, yeah than they, 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 they can't more than they realize they can't that. remember verbatim the things that he said but they know the sort of things that he would say and so they end up saying you know repeating mm. those things again but it's, it's that thing about you know, maybe they do, they do know the previous uh, Partridge fictions better than they realise. So, because obviously something like you've got a Tony Hare's link with what Alan's saying, but obviously it's it's not about the character. It's just about it's it's similar terminology and words that have been used. It's probably just it's probably there without them even realising it potentially. Yeah, there's kind of yeah. a, there's a, there's an Alan lang- linguistic handbook in the back yes. of their heads. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so before we end this episode, it's time for another quick quiz, courtesy of Ross Carpenter. And this quiz is all about music. Mm. Something so, very close to Alan's heart. So, so this is from the, the big quiz, the Alan Partridge quiz book, I believe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Available on uh, Amazon. So, question one. Just had to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to. Question one. What hot chocolate track does Alan sing Tom. along? It started with a kiss. Started with a kiss. Correct. <laughs> Oh, sorry, that was very loud. Like you don't need to hit it that hard. <laughs> Question two. What is Alan playing air bass guitar to? Tom. Is ca- that Stab? That is Stab, I think. Yeah. It's Music for Chameleons by Gary Newman. Correct. Question three. What does Lynn play when they clear his bedroom? Adam. Tom. I think it was Adam. The theme from Black Beauty. Correct. <laughs> Question four. Mm. This is tense. What Steely Eye Span song does Alan tell Jill? Oh, Tom. Gordette, and this will blow your socks off. Incorrect. Um, It will blow your socks off. There was an A, B, and C option, but you interrupted. Ah. So you you are removed from this quiz now. I'm going to repeat the question purely to Adam and Tom. Stab. (laughs) Question four. What Steely Eye Span song does Alan tell Jill will blow her socks off? A, Rayvon. B, it says graduate, but I think it means graduate. C, the boar's head carol. Sorry, uh, I uh, said uh, Gordette. I said Gordette, that's what it is. Adam. G-A-U. Uh, well, Adam. Um, you were unfortunately <laughs> removed from the quiz. No, Adam, no, Gordette. Correct. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, ping the bell for me, please. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Question five. So basically, I'm penalised because you can't read. How are we going to eat? And sorry. what floor's the restaurant on? Tom. Tom, level 42 is Chinese way. I'm I think I got in first. Sab was in first. Yeah. Level 42 is yeah. Chinese way. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, please can we remind Tom Dark that pinging the bell is not how you it answer. It does now. There yeah. are no rules anymore. Uh, no, no, no. No, there are rules. No, there are and rules. you're not abiding by them. Can I? Did I get that one correct? Yes, you did. Thanks, Nick. Well um, Should I do at this point a quick score recap, please? <laughs> please. Um, it is in first place. It got joint losing his shit over. Joint first place. It's Adam and Tom Stab, oh. and lagging behind is Tom Dark on one. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Very interesting. <laughs> Question six. In which type of venue did Alan meet Glenn Ponder? Tom. Yes. In a Norwich wine bar. Correct. Yes. Thank you. Uh, question seven. Glenn Ponder's band was named after a snack. What? So Glenn Ponder's band was named after a snack. What? So many different names. Yeah. Chalet isn't a snack. Oh. So this must be when he met the band. Yeah. Mm. I think you'll be familiar with it. Oh. So maybe, t- maybe a clue would be take a guess on one of the names. That's the most food. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh. I can't remember. No, I can't remember. No, I think you're going to kick yourself. It's Brandy Snaps. Oh mm. yeah. No, I wouldn't have got that. Question eight. Alan takes his first step into radio broadcasting at which hospital in Norwich? <laughs> uh, Adam. Um, it's a bit of a punt. Uh, is the Queen Mary? Uh, 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 no. no. Tom. Norwich General Hospital? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you want to guess, Tom Dark? Could, could, uh, we're out of we time, I'm we... afraid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was St Luke's. Oh. Oh. Question number nine. A branch of which record shop provided Alan his first... Tom. Oh, I think I'm going stab. Of course you're fucking going with stab. I think it was our price records. Correct. Yeah. With Pepsi and or Shirley. Should we do a score update at this point? We don't need to. Okay, so in last place lagging, it's Tom Dart with one point. Adam is in second with two points. And Tom uh, Stab has four. (laughs) How many questions to go? So, uh, there's three. Question okay. ten. Everything to play for. What yep. rock song is Alan singing as he comes into the Linton Travel Tavern? Oh, Tom. Uh, yes. Uh, Queen, We Will Rock You? No. Oh, no, it's I think not, no. It's not that. No, it's not it's that, It's close, is it? but it's not that. I've balls that up. That's what I've done. Shall I repeat the question? No, no you don't I'm need to repeat to the question. What, what rock song is Alan singing as he comes into the Linton Travel Tavern? Oh, Christ, come on. They're screaming it at home, aren't they? Hmm. You'll see the other one. Ah, uh, can't remember. Killer Queen. Uh, of course. Uh, I question get half a point. <laughs> what, what is Susan singing before Alan tells her she sounds like a trap boy? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing shite here. Uh, Susan, Susan, it sounds bad. <laughs> oh, I can't think of what that is. I can't think what it is. Ding dong merrily on her. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... Unfortunately, this question isn't worth four points. That's the only way that Tom could <laughs> oh, get into first place. Uh, um, what was the Moving Rabbit classic that Alan played? The what? Sorry? What? Moving Rabbit. What was the Moving Rabbit classic that Alan played? Moving Rabbit classic? Is Moving Rabbit a band? Do you have it? I think Jed might want to guess. Jed, 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 Jed playing now as well. Jed has his one Let's word. Let's give Jed a go. What are you saying, Jed? Is it Jive Bunny? It's not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is it Ring of Bright Water? I don't think that's... No. No, no I, I don't know. Bright Eyes? It's correct. Oh, yeah. Oh. See, I, 
hadn't quite. Yeah. So that means that the final scores for Ooh, the music round quiz. I wonder are, how this is going to go for me. <laughs> so that means the final score in the music round quiz are Tom Dark on yes. one, oh. Adam on three, and our winner is Tom Stab with four. Well done, Tom Stab. Really well played. Thank you, mate. Lovely stuff. <laughs> okay, that brings us to the end of this episode of Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge <laughs> fan podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we're back next week with the final part of Mid Morning Matters, episode six of series one. Uh, you can get in touch with us, of course, at thepartridgepod at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter, it's at thepartridgepod, facebook.com slash thepartridgepod, and on Instagram, for some unknown reason, it's at monkey tennis pod. <laughs> uh, from all of us at Monkey Tennis, the Alan fan podcast. Thanks so much, and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Ever, ever. Ever, 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 ever. And you can fade that out. <laughs> Monkey Tennis is a post pop podcast produced by Jed Shepard. If you're interested in podcasts about Red Dwarf, X Files, what to watch on Netflix, or TV pilot episodes pitched against one another, find them at postpoppodcast.com. Our artwork is by Finn McLean, and you can find his website at finn.design. The theme is an excerpt from Galloping Home by Dennis King. Thanks for listening. Monkey tennis? This is great banter. Hot, 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 ha. Monkey tennis? Radical. Awesome. Mega. Are you on an E? Monkey tennis? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm spinning plates here, mate, I'll be honest. Monkey tennis? There have been times when I've been more robbery than turgid. Monkey tennis? Tits bits. Tit, tit bits. Uh, yes, 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 yes and yes. It's just an idiom. You're an idiot. Ooh, that's mustard. Monkey tennis? Sustaining and maintaining our core listenership in an increasingly fragmented marketplace. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.